We are continuing in today's Mishnah Yomi, and today we are learning Brachas, Perek Gimel, Mishnah Vav, Chapter 3, Mishnah 6, and then we will, Amir Tashem, be heading into the fourth chapter, Perek Revi'i, Mishnah Alf. The first Mishnah. So, Parakimol Mishnabav, chapter 3, Mishnah 6. Zov Shera Akari, Venida Shapalta Shechvas Zera, Vahamishameshes Shera Asanida. So, remember again, in the last Mishnah, we were introduced to the concept of Takhanas Ezra, which is that whenever a man has a seminal mission, he's obligated to go to the mikvah. And in fact, until he goes to the mikvah, he's really not able to go ahead and learn Torah. Or Davin, that was the Takana of Ezra. In this Mishnah, we're dealing with an interesting case. What happens if a person has a more severe level of Tumah, and then afterwards they become a Balkari, they have a similar mission. So for example, you have a person who's a Zav, who is a man who experiences a different kind of emission, a non-seminal emission. Now, zav tuma is much more is much more is much more humorous, much more stringent than what we'll call carry seminal tuma. So, let's say a person is already in this heightened level of tuma, and then he experiences a seminal emission and becomes a balkari, or for that matter, nida shepalta shechvazera. It's interesting because it's not only a man who could go ahead and experience Tumas, carry a similar emission, but a woman could also emit, emit zera, emit semen after relations as well. And if that happens, ultimately, again, she too must observe one day of purity. Well, let's, let's say a woman is already anida, so she's already in a heightened state of Tuma, and then goes ahead and is poletas shechvas zero, which means she emits seed, or mishameshes shera asanida, or again, this is a case of a woman who had relations. Therefore, as a result of that, also, also at zera, and then becomes a nida. In all of these cases, tzrichintila. Now, the Chiddush, what the Mishnah is trying to teach is as follows. You might have thought that once a person has a heightened level of Tumah, there's no point in making them go to the mikvah for Takanas Ezra, which is a relatively lower level of Tumah, if especially the heightened level of Tumah is still going to remain. But nevertheless, the Mishnah says, even though a person would remain in a heightened level of Tumah, they must still go to the mikvah to take care of their Tumas Keri, to take care of the Tumah as a result of seminal emission. Rabbi Huda Poter, Rabbi Huda on the other hand says, no, that halacha lamaisa, once, once a person is in a heightened level of Tumah, going to the mikvah for Tumas Keri, doesn't really make all that much of a difference. And therefore, again, person still remains in a state of Tumah. Therefore, Rabbi Huda says, one does not have to go to the mikvah for this. Now, it's interesting. It's just interesting to point out, we already said in the last Mishnah, that the truth is, Takanas Ezra is batal, right? We no longer really have this Takana. But I will tell you that there is a profound lesson that comes from this Mishnah as well. If you think about it, what's really the Machlokes over here? It's a profound life Machlokes. A person in this case, in the case the Mishnah has, a heightened level of Tumah and a lower level of Tumah. Heightened level of ritual impurity and a lower level of ritual impurity. In this case, the heightened level cannot be currently rectified, but the lower level can. And so the question is, does it pay to take care of the lower level of Tumah 
if the higher level remains. The Tanakama, the first opinion of the Mishnah says, yes, Rabbi Huda says, no, it doesn't really do anything. And the truth is, it's a profound machlokis for life also. Because often, again, we all have different levels of tumma. We have different challenges that we face. And there are some really big challenges that I can't currently fix. But there are some smaller things that I can remedy right now. And too often in life we think that if you can't take care of the big problems... What's the point of trying to solve the little ones? But in fact, that's not what the Mishnah teaches us. The first opinion of the Mishnah says, even if you can't address the larger pockets of Tumor, even if you can't address the larger problems in life, address what you can, take care of what you can, remedy the impurities that are within reach. Not just in halacha, but in life as well. Mazel Tov, we complete now third parak. We now continue with the fourth parak of Mesechah's brachas, transitioning into more, some, some more common themes. Tfilas HaShachar Ad Chatzos. The fourth chapter of Mesechah's brachas deals with davening. So now with the Mishnah says, when can you daven shachris until? You can daven shachris until midday. Rabbi Huda, when Rabbi Huda disagrees, he says, Ad Abershos. Not, no, not until midday, but rather up until four hours into the day. Now again, the Gemara explains that their machlokas, their dispute, is very much focused on karbanos. Because remember, again, prayer, organized prayer as we have it, is in lieu of sacrificial service. So a lot of these machloksim that we see that we're not really going to delve too much into, but a lot of these disputes really center around the mechanics of the particular karban to which the particular tefillah corresponds. So in Machlokas, first opinion says you could have in shachos until midday. Rabbi Huda says until four hours. How do we paskin? So we paskin, ideally, you should go ahead and dab in shachos within the first four hours into the day. But if one did not do so, then one should still dab in shachos up until midday. And the halacha says, because after you pass four hours, or I should say up until four hours, you get the mitzvah of tefillah, of prayer, and tefillah bismana, praying in the right time. If you miss four hours, as long as you're before midday, you get, the, you get the reward of prayer, but you don't get the reward of praying in the right time. Next, tefillah samincha. What time can you daven mincha? Until ad ha'erev, until evening. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, no, ad plag ha'mincha. Rabbi Huda says, until plag ha'mincha. Plag ha'mincha is an hour and a quarter before sunset. Once again, their machlokas, their dispute is centered around the mechanics of the afternoon communal offering. The nighttime prayer, Mayriv, has no set limit. Now what that means is, of course, it does have a set limit. You can only daven it at night, you can't daven it by day. But what it means is you have the entire night to recite this prayer. And ultimately, again, same thing, Musaf. Actually, interesting, the tefillah of Musaf can be recited the entire day. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, no, Ad Sheva So you can only go ahead and recite Musaf up until seven hours into the day. Once again, this is a machlokis about the mechanics with the sacrificial law. In other words, the real machlokis is how, how, what's, what's the duration or what's the window for offering up the carbon musaf? The first opinion says the entire day. So just like you could offer up the carbon musaf the entire day, so too you could daven the tefillah of musaf the entire day. Whereas Rabbi Huda says, no, you can only offer up the carbon up until seven hours, and therefore the prayer could also only be davened up until seven hours. We paskin that halacha lamaisa, one could in fact daven musaf the entire day. So just to kind of bring this all together, you could daven shachris ideally up until four hours, 
But Bidi Eved, ex post facto, right next best thing is up until midday. Mincha can be davened the entire day until nightfall, until sunset. Myriv can be davened the entire night. Musaf can be davened the entire day as well. Now, the interesting part about Tfilas HaMincha, Rabbi Huda's position about Plag, is actually, we'll, we'll come back to that in a little bit, but we'll see that there are actually two different models for prayer. In Rabbi Huda's model, you have to daven Mincha before Plag, but you can daven Myriv after Plag. According to the Rabbanon, you have to daven Mincha before sunset, and then you can daven Myriv after sunset. In fact, the Shulchan Aruch adopts both models. The Yimar itself says, both models are correct, so on any given day, you could choose whichever time frame best suits you. You just can't mix and match them. All right, we'll stop over here for today. We'll, we'll delve into that topic a little bit more in coming Shurim as well. We'll stop here in Amir Tashim. We'll continue on in Paragdala tomorrow. Wishing everyone a wonderful day.